So we continue our theme on the fruits of the Spirit. We've been looking at this for a number of weeks now. We've got three to go. And this week is the term of faithfulness. We say this every single week, that all of these fruits of the Spirit we read about in the book of Galatians, that they're all characteristics of who God is, who his character is. And we've said time and time again, the more that we spend time with him in his presence, we become more like him. And we begin to demonstrate those very same characteristics or virtues uh, with increasing measure as well within our lives. And so here we are, it's the term of faithfulness. Why don't you kick us off as you normally do also with a definition? Okay, so faithfulness is a quality or attribute applied in the Bible to both God and man. But when we're talking about God, it's the firmness or constancy of God and his relations with his people. And it's one aspect of God's truth and his unchanging character. He's constant, he's faithful in keeping his promises and therefore he is worthy of trust. And I was looking up different verses about faithfulness in the Bible this week. And one thing I loved was getting the sense of the vastness of God's faithfulness. In Psalm 36 and other Psalms it says about God's faithfulness reaching to the skies. In Psalm 86 it says, but you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And other Psalms speak of God's love enduring forever, forever and his faithfulness continuing throughout all generations. So it's just so good when you're reading about God's faithfulness. You just get a sense of the expansive, expansiveness of it and the depth of it. You know, so that is just wonderful. And that's one of the things that struck me the most when I was kind of reading around the whole idea of faithfulness, like God's faithfulness is just never ending. So if we were to think about people, is there anyone or a certain type of person that kind of springs to mind if we're describing this characteristic? Yeah, I guess when you're, when you say the word faithful, maybe we're saying that now, right where you are, you're thinking of a person or, a friend or a family member, someone you know who's faithful. So by definition, they're true to their word or their promises. They're steady in their allegiance. They're a loyal person. They're constant and reliable. And for me, I would think of my dad like that. He sticks to his word. He's loyal. He's very reliable. He's got me out of a mess more than one time. <laughs> and along with my mum, I really think he taught me and my brother to be the same. So, yeah. Hats off to you, Dad. <laughs> it's been a lot to live up to. Yes. <laughs> Paul gets annoyed because I'm not impressed by stuff because my dad's just kind and faithful. So, anyway. So for me, I don't know, when, whenever we were chatting about this and preparing, I, I kind of thought of not necessarily a, a person in life, but, uh, but a figure, figuratively speaking, and I was thinking of Forrest Gump. Right. Because, uh, well, because, you know, he was faithful to just a few people. He had his, his wee love of his life. He had wee Jenny. 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 Uh, and then <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah. And Baba. And, uh, and then, of course, his mum. Oh, my mom. goodness. And, and just all the ways in which he lived his life throughout that story. And uh, it was just so sort of faithful to those few people. I just loved that. Yeah, like you remember in, in Vietnam when he just kept running back to uh -huh. get all the people, yeah. you know, to rescue them. He was so faithful. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought of that. Brilliant. 
So faithfulness comes from God because he is faithful. So let's think a wee bit about the faithfulness of God. You know, it's one of, we've said it all the time, it's a fruit of the spirit. It comes from God because it describes God. And it's been, it's so true and it's been proven many times. And we see over and over and over again in the Bible, God is faithful and his word is true. Hebrews 6, 18 says, God cannot lie nor can he break an unconditional promise that he says he will fulfill. And we see every covenant, every promise that God makes is kept. Every promise will come true or foretelling. And you know, throughout the Bible, there's testimony after testimony of God's faithfulness. And that still happens today. People still share stories of God's faithfulness. And wow, what, you know, a perfect example we had from Leslie you know, sharing how God was faithful in those dark times when her son Terry was in ICU, just seeing God's hand and God's faithfulness, comforting her and being with her in that dark time. So in the Bible, accounts of covenants between God and his people can be found approximately 277 times. And Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. And, you know, I can give you loads of examples of God's faithfulness to keep his promises with others in the Bible. Obviously in Genesis, God promised to save Noah and his family, and he did. Also in Genesis, God promised to bless Ishmael and his descendants. In Exodus, he promised Moses that he would spare the Israelites if they would obey. And Psalm 105.10, it's God reaffirming his everlasting covenant to Israel and to Jacob. So there's literally loads more examples in scripture in the Bible of God's faithfulness. There's many Old Testament prophecies promising a coming God or coming Messiah or Saviour. But there's none more life-changing than the faithful promises of God that proclaim his forgiveness of our sins. His faithful promise was fulfilled in the New Testament when he sent Jesus to die for our sins. So no matter what sins we've committed, no matter how bad we are or think we are, God is faithful to forgive us if we accept Jesus and we repent of our sins. Micah 7, 18 and 19, I'm just going to read that to you. Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. You know, that's just amazing. God is so faithful. He forgives our sin and he doesn't just forgive it. He throws it into the depths of the sea so that it's forgotten. So think about the faithfulness of God, think about his promises, and he is so faithful that anyone who seeks him can find him. But you know, faith is a gift, and like any gift, it must be open to, to be enjoyed. Like if I hand Paul a present and it's all wrapped up, he's not gonna know what it is or enjoy it until he opens it and sees it and hopefully loves it. You know, so we need to accept the gift of faith that God has given to us. And as we grow more and more in our faith, you know, then we start to realise, you know, how faithful God is. 
In 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 3 it says, The Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. And we definitely need that all of the time. And in John 1, no sorry, 1 John 1 verse 9 it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So I really want us to know that today. We can be confident that God will forgive us. And since he's made that promise, we know he can't lie, he can't break his word. You know, that would be contrary to the nature of God. So our God is faithful. And I just think maybe some of you are watching this this morning and you want to open that gift of faith. You know, you've been thinking about this. Maybe you've been watching along for a few weeks. And I just want to encourage you, you can do that now, right where you are. You can say yes to Jesus. You can know that the promises of God are true. You can know that he is faithful and that he forgives our sins and gives us new life. So if you want to pray that now, you can. Or if you want to talk to someone, please get in touch with us. But I just want to say, you know, that God is faithful and he is trustworthy today. And it's so good it's such a good thing that we are to declare it and celebrate it and i love it because we sing worship songs mm. about this you know um think of that hymn great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see we still sing it and love it and there is such an amazing worship song that we sing in church called faithful one so unchanging and that song has been so meaningful over the years but i think just becomes more and more meaningful and in the last year it's really comforted me and I just remember us singing it in church together arm in arm and it says all through the storm your love is the anchor my hope is in you alone and some of us are going through storms right now but God is faithful and his love is an anchor and he will carry you through those storms. Psalm 89 verse 1 and 2 says I will sing of the Lord's great love forever with my mouth I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you have established your faithfulness in heaven itself. So we rely on the faithfulness of God. It's never changing, it's steadfast and his mercies are new every morning and we're called to declare it and share it. You know, and as I've got older and been a Christian for longer, I feel like God's shown me his faithfulness over and over again. So whenever I'm facing something new or something just knocks me sideways or I just think, oh, this is so hard, then I can look back and remember, oh, well, but remember when that hard thing happened, God was there. He came through for me. He was faithful. And so, you know, we can rely on that, but also God calls us to share that with other people. And I think that's part of what Alpha's about and just inviting your friends. It's just another way to say, I know this faithful God and he's come through for me and I want you to have that as well. So maybe right where you are today, you're thinking of times that God has been faithful to you and that's so good and I encourage you to share that and know that he'll continue to be whenever there's times of trouble so yeah God is a faithful God he is and therefore he invites us to be likewise because we're made in his image and we're made in such a way that we uh, would demonstrate his very nature and his character as well and we, we see this right at the very beginning of creation we read the first few books of Genesis God makes man God makes world, God makes everything within the world. 
But God made us in such a way that we would be faithful to him, that we would have a relationship with him first and foremost. But then that we would have a um, relationship with one another. And that there's a degree and an element of being faithful to one another. And, and not just in marriage, in family, but also in all of our relationships as well. He also, way back in Genesis, required or invited us to be faithful to the land. And it was very clear in terms of that we're to work the land and that we're to, uh, in some ways, uh, tend to it, but rule it and, and, uh, and, and look after it well. Mm. And to be faithful in the way in which we outlive our lives. And so we, uh, I've said this time and time again, you know, that each one of us is uniquely designed and destined to fulfill great things that God has created each one of us to do and to be faithful to that which he has called us and that which he has made each one of us. And we're also different, diverse backgrounds, where we've come from, we're uniquely gifted, uh, our upbringing, uh, education, our different things, and, and it kind of wires us in, in such different ways. Mm. But God is inviting us to relationship with him, but that we would be faithful for the very things that he's given us and he's entrusted to us. And, and there's no better place, I don't think, than to look at the parable of the talents, which Jesus talks about. You can read this in the Gospels, and one in particular, we find it, pick it up the story in Matthew 25. It's a really well-known story, I'm just gonna brush over it and just quote just a little bit from it. But Jesus talks about this man who, who gives uh, three different amounts of wealth. A talent was, a, was an amount of wealth. It was, it was of monetary terms. And to one was given five, to another was given two, and to another was given one. And really, uh, the, the mandate or the objective was, go use what I've given you and try and multiply. Try and make some more from what I've given you. And we know well that the person with five multiplied it and got another, made another five. And the person with two made another two. And the person with a one was so afraid of the master that buried the treasure, buried it underneath the ground. And whenever the, the master came back, he said, no, I didn't do anything with that that you had given me. I was afraid and I just buried it in the ground, but you can have it back. Now... The words from the master to the first two, to the five and to the two, and this is where we'll read it. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. And he says the same to the two. The one who did nothing with it, he called him wicked and lazy servant and blah de blah because he hadn't done anything with the very things that, that was being entrusted to him. Of course, this is a figurative story that Jesus taught, but it demonstrates something in terms of what God has entrusted us with, that we would use the very things that we have. So, so our talent, I mean, this word talent, it was a monetary thing, but it's where we get the English word for the things that we're good at. And uh, the resources that he's given us and whatever it might be. And we love it so much when we, when we see one another, we release people, we see what God has made someone to be and that they begin to fulfill that and demonstrate God's goodness and his faithfulness 
which just brings light and life to other people. And uh, so realistically, you know, what does it look like to be faithful? I've just written down just a few things and I'm sure you'll come up with better, so uh, work away yourselves. Uh, but what does it really look like? It means being dependable. It means being trustworthy. It's about showing up. Um, it's just coming to my head there right now, something with, uh, with our daughter, Hope. She was meant to do something at a certain time, uh, just, a, just some time ago. But then she was, she was due to see a friend, which she hadn't seen in ages. Do you remember just last week? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, oh no, but I've got this other commitment that she had made but she wanted to go do this thing over here, but she's still stuck at the original commitment that she yeah. had made because she didn't want to say no to that or let that that thing those people down. And I was just and I commended her for it. I was like, fantastic, hope you know, so easy in our life today. We get a better offer. It's like, well, I'm off. I'm there's some grass is green over there. I'm going to do that. But no, it's about. Uh, sticking to what we said we'd do. Yeah, uh, yes. What is that thing? Let your yes be yes and your no. That's the one. And it's about just sticking to the things that we agreed on or what we said we would do. Sticking up, uh, standing by, standing alongside others, doing what matters when it matters most. And we're going to apply this to our marriages, to our family life, to our relationships. We can apply all of this stuff to the workplace. Uh, to our neighbourhood and all matters of life. So the question really to ponder is where in our lives is God inviting us to display greater faithfulness? And we can ponder that as we go. I have just one last thing I wanted to share um, and then, then we'll pray and then we'll sign off. And that was just simply to encourage us uh, to continue to say yes to whatever God is wanting to do in our lives. I have found myself recently uh, having that conversation with God and going beneath the surface on uh, some things in life which I know God and I needed to have a significant conversation about and to really begin to look at. And I'm saying that simply because during this time that we've had, we've been given this unique opportunity. We've said this lots and lots of times over time, haven't we? to really, really um, abide in Jesus. And I know for myself that I'm very good at being busy. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a busy time, a challenging time kind of working, but even in my off time, like I found myself, like I've painted the house. <laughs> I've painted the outside of the house. I've even painted the fence panels out the back. And uh, you know, I can run more miles if I want to and what have you, but a time has come where I'm just like, no, I need to address this kind of full on. It kind of reminds me, I was sharing a similar sort of story. It's a bit like when you're revising for your exams. It's like, you do anything but revise. Anything but revise. I mean, I used to go up at 12 o'clock, watch Neighbours and Home and Away. I was even doing chores around the house when I was doing yeah, levels before I actually sat down and did the very thing that I know I needed to do. And my encouragement just simply is this, is Don't squander this unique opportunity. You know, be brave, go for it. And uh, and even though it it might feel painful and difficult and awkward, it's just give God permission uh, to to let him in on that. And you might find that as you do that, actually you, you need someone else to journey that with and 
you know, utilize all the ways of communication that we can right now, but you don't just do that alone, do that with someone else. But wanted to encourage you, keep unpacking your stuff and, and doing and going after the things that you know you really want to invite God into. So yeah, that was my little thing I wanted to say. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, there's stuff that feels painful or uncomfortable. And we've said this before as well, your natural impulse is to just get rid of that, push that away, numb it, however that looks mm. like. I probably sound like a broken record because I do say this all the time, but I've just been reflecting that, you know, see that as an opportunity, you know, that's come up for a reason and God always wants to help us. He's always faithful to journey our stuff with us. So, yeah, just encourage you to do what Paul's saying and just, journey that stuff and do it in collaboration with other people who love and care for you but don't ignore the whispers of God in this season or maybe he's not just whispering maybe he's trying to get your attention pretty loudly but yeah God, I think God is deepening our relationship with, for many of us in this season so just yeah that's good he's faithful yeah should we pray yeah are you going to pray? I don't mind. Do you want to pray? No, go ahead. I'll do it? Yeah. Okay. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are so incredibly faithful to us. Mm. Thank you that all your promises that we read about in Scripture are true. And we just say yes and amen to everything that you are wanting to do in our lives at this time. Take away our fear, take away our anxiety, and just do a wonderful work in our lives right now. Mm -hmm. We just have that picture and just reminded of the, the imagery of the potter and the clay and how God is the potter and we're, we're, we're his clay. He's just, uh, he's just gently using his thumbs. Has you ever seen you know, a potter making something out of clay? Just gently guiding, just gently moving uh, fingers, hands, thumbs, just to, just to mold and shape and make something incredible. And I just feel like for, for some of us, that's what he's doing right now. He's just, just gently squeezing, just gently pushing, pointing at areas because he's wanting just to shape and create something just really amazing in our lives. So we say, yes, Lord, give us the courage. Mm. Give us the people to journey alongside as well. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being with us, guys. We look forward to seeing you next week. And... Don't forget, if you want someone to pray with you and you're watching on Sunday, you can sign up now. See you soon. God bless. Bye. Bye.